time to make a podcast. Here we go. Kind of sounds like how like a 90s Saturday morning kid show would start. Time to make a podcast. Here we go. Let's call it Brander. Bang-a-ding-a-ding-dang-dung-dang. Here we go. Time to start a podcast. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The energy for 7.15 a.m. is off the charts. proud of me? Kind of, yeah. And I, like, drank yesterday because yesterday was Memorial Day. Oh, did you have a pool party? No, I joined a golf club, and this is oh, and this is the greatest thing about it is that they have these parties yes. already, and then you go, you drink, and then they clean up. Wow, what a concept! I mean, I love it. It's not great. What's Sarah do? She came to the country club. We, we I t- she did. I took all of my friends, everyone that would have come. Do that? To, oh yeah, I mean, you got to pay for it, but. Oh. You can't put a price tag on not having to clean up shit. All right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> True. I mean, actually, you can, I guess. You can put a, you can figure out how much a housekeeper would cost. But I don't have that kind of time on my hands. So, yeah, we celebrated uh, and we honored those who have fought and served uh, for this country by going to a golf club and drinking uh, old fashions. Wow. That's some pretty bougie shit. Bouge is at a premium, you know? <laughs> I do know. It used to be dive bars and live music, and now I'm, I've graduated to the bouge. Now you're living high on the hog, That's as right. my mother would say. What did you do for the Memorial Day? For the Memorial Day, I flew from San Diego to Nashville on a crowded Southwest flight. <clears throat> I don't know how um, you do Southwest. But the day before that, Sunday, uh, I actually DJed this rooftop pool party in San Diego, which was very fun. San Diego. Wales San vagina. Diego. It's litty kitty in San Diego. Well, no shit. I didn't know. I've only been like one time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like LA, but then very close to Mexico. But Vegas vibes in a lot of places. They've got like nightclubs that are Vegas vibes. The pool party was Vegas vibes. Oh, yeah. But then like also San Diego is just such a clean, classy, nice city with like all these nice restaurants. Like I just loved it. It was great. Yeah. A lot of people. Well, I mean, a lot of people live in San Diego. It's a big city. But like a lot of people that I know live, live down there, especially in the oh, really? bachelor world. Oh, interesting. I don't know anyone that lives there, but it's a beautiful city. Uh, big fan, really loved it. I, I, like the streets, I stayed right downtown. You know, that's that's where the hotel was, mm. and like I, it was, it was like New York. Like the streets were so loud. People were, uh, people take Memorial Day very seriously. People were dressed in flag gear, like it was the Fourth of July, and they, I, I don't want to say they were out in the streets drinking, but it sure sounded like it. And there was just music bumping from everywhere. It was insane. So, would you say it's one of your favorite things? Yeah, I love San Diego. Can't wait to go back. All right. San Diego is equidistant to L.A. as in Santa Barbara is. And I feel like yeah. I go to Santa Barbara more than San Diego, but San Diego, is it's the same. And Liddy Kitty. Liddy Kitty. Santa Barbara is sleepy. Yeah, but you know what Santa Beautiful. Barbara is? You know what Santa uh, Barbara is? Uh, no. Bouge. Well, yeah. What did we just find out about me? You are bougie. I, as I've, the... I've just, I've graduated to the bouge. And I think that's okay. You know? I'm on the wrong end. Yeah, of, I mean, I'm on the wrong end of thirty. It. Yeah, I've, I've worked hard. I've saved up some money. It's time for me to be bouge. You've made a lot of margaritas on the beach. Oh God, I gotta make some more. By the way, this I is know. the this is the last episode 
before I get shipped out to Mexico. So, oh wow, I don't know uh, the quality of shows that we're going to be having. <laughs> it's going to take a steep decline. Maybe so, or I'll just start like slowly giving out spoilers. You know, I'm just going to mm-hmm. reality Steve the fuck out of this thing. <sighs> Why not? Can you do that? No, I'm sure this. They'll con- drag you off the beach and throw you in in prison down there. Yeah, contraction. We should have a paradise prison. <laughs> you really should. It'd be great. You know, like kind of like Fuckboy Island, where they had the fuckboys to that little uh, to like isolation. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. I know. I agree. You're welcome. Great idea. It is a good idea. Um, happy birthday. Thanks. You don't want to talk about it. I'm about to be on the wrong side of 30. Like yeah. one more year and I'm on the wrong side. Well, the one thing that you can look forward to once you get there is uh, the bouge. The bouge. <laughs> I don't think you'll catch me on the golf course, but that's okay. Hey, equestrian friend. Don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where you'll catch me. You'll catch me at the horse show. I guess the bougie side of life for me will be instead of being covered in horse poop and dirt at the horse show from doing Mm -hmm. all my own shit, maybe I'll be bougie enough to like pay someone to clean the stall in the horse and then I won't be covered in shit all day. That'll be the bougie side of life for me. What did I just say? At some point, you can't (laughs) put a price tag on not having to clean up shit. (laughs) It's true. Speaking of bougie, you got to cut this, but Mm. these hotels that you've got going on for your wedding are bougie. Who are you? I'm someone who's getting trying to get married after three years. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that she still wants to marry you is a win, so you got to do what you got to do. You know, at this point, we're trying to price people out. You know, we don't want anyone really actually coming to this wedding, <laughs> so we're, we're making them stay. That's smart. <laughs> Sorry, you have to stay at the Four Seasons in the penthouse. $7,000 a night. Come. I'm sorry. It's all we got left. Guess we're not. <laughs> guess you're not coming. <laughs> Whatever. You guys want a big wedding. It'll be fun. It will be fun. It'll be worth it for everybody. Yeah. Coming. Yeah, we got to do place setting. We, oh. We, we met about place settings and flowers. Oh. oh. We started to do, doing tastings. And Do you have opinions about things like flowers? Um, No. I don't. Got it. Sarah has very, the, the only thing that well. she's been very, very like firm on is flowers. And I mm-hmm. like her vibe. We have very similar okay. tastes. When it came to place setting, what it looked like, we very much agreed and wanted the same thing. So I'm excited about that. But I tell you what, man, best part about planning a wedding is the food tasting. That's true. People don't tell you about that. You get like a full on, because these people, you know, they want your business. So they like sit you oh, down yeah. and they it's like a full, you know, six course meal and they're whining and dining you. Obviously, they're trying trying to make the food be as good as it possibly can be, so you could you, you pick them, and yeah, damn, I love it. I feel bad about, that we got to turn you know someone down. Uh, what about cake tastings? Have you gotten there yet? We haven't gotten to cake tasting, which I don't really <laughs> care so favorite. much about because I'm not I'm not a big sweets guy. I love cake. The other thing that I got to make a decision on, we've been talking about this because this is going to be a decision for the rest of my life. Uh huh. I mean, not the wedding, but yes, getting married, yes, but um, <laughs> jewelry wise. Am I, do I, am I a gold guy for the ring or am I like a like a silver guy? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. When you think of me in jewelry, immediately what is your thought? I mean, I don't really Honestly? Work. Yeah. I kind of feel like more silver. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people answer that question that way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like gold is more like classic, like it's never out of style really, but it's more traditional. Looking at you, I feel like silver might be more your tone. Yeah. The problem is that with my olive skin, gold does look pretty good. I mean, gold would look nice. You can't go wrong with gold, that's for sure. I know, but then you're a gold guy. I just feel like... Yeah, I feel like silver's a little, like, edgier. What's bougier? Because we, we've gone well, away from edgy and we're going into bougie. If you want to go bougie, you better go platinum. Is platinum better than gold? Yes. It is? Yes. Is that the of the precious metals? Is that the top? <laughs> there might be more above that, but I feel like when it comes to rings and shit, like, it's silver, gold, platinum. Yeah. I mean, it's also, that's why they call you know, named record sales that. It's like silver, oh. gold, platinum, diamond. All right. Well, I didn't know that. I just thought, I felt yeah. like 24 karat gold. Is there a 48 karat gold? Does it keep going up? I don't think so. Okay. I need to have the best of the best, of course. So I'm going to do that. Also. So you want a platinum band then, buddy. Yeah. I also want like a rubber one for like when I work out and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're going to change your ring according to what you're doing? Doubt it. I know, but like, if I play golf, I don't know if I'm going to want a ring on. Why don't you get it tattooed? No. Nope. <laughs> you nope. don't love Sarah that much to make it permanent? No, I just, <laughs> and no, no diss to anyone who's done that or, you know, but. Not for you. It's not that like, I'm worried that like, we're going to break up and then all of a sudden I have this, you know, fucking thing I'm leaving <laughs> for the rest of my life. It's that I don't think it looks very good. Well, you could have your ring on over it most of the time, and then when you need to take it off for golf or whatever, you have the tattoo. Yeah. I'm just not a tattoo guy. Okay. All right. Fair. You don't need a rubber ring. It's stupid. I want one. <laughs> okay? There's no way you're changing out your jewelry according to your activity. I think so. Well, yes, I think so. That sounds so high maintenance. Well, your boy's bougie. That's true. Uh, you want to start the show? We should probably start. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. I think it's you. Bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. They're on the wrong side of 30, but they're oh. getting bougie. I'm straddling the line. Don't you put me right. on that other side. I'm I got sorry. a whole year of straddling. Yeah. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you straddle. Straddling. You go ahead and straddle. Well, I'm still flexible enough to do it, okay? All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl & Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl & Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. 
maybe when this podcast comes out, like we'll know the the results of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Oh, is it that far along? Yeah, the jury has is deliberating. Is that a thing? Ooh, yeah. Both sides have given their final statements. They've adjourned. What a fascinating trial to be called for jury duty for. I, I would have oh been so God. pumped. So pumped. Oh, so pumped. God. The, yeah, they are the luckiest people in the world. And they get to keep their <laughs> anonymity. Did you know that? I know, yes. Let me tell you something. If I was on that trial, I'd be coming out being like, I was there. I, I made decisions about this. Make a podcast about uh, it. Oh, yeah. A show about it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know if it matters what the jury says. I think that ship sailed a long time ago in terms of in the court of public opinion. I agree. I think no matter what, Johnny won this. Whether he should or he shouldn't, I don't know. I didn't really watch the whole thing. I just kind of watched it on TikTok. But it sure as hell seems that like there's a lot more justice for Johnny people than... Oh, yeah. Hashtag Amber. Anyone that's Team Amber. Yeah. I went and read some of our um, reviews, and a lot of people were. There were a couple reviews being like, way to go, Wells, of taking the other side of a girl who is, you know, the victim of domestic violence. And it's like, well, that's not fair because I'm just reacting to kind of like what we're all watching, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not taking the side of anybody. I just think it's entertaining, the trial. It is. It's fascinating. And And the fact like Elon Musk's involved in this. But anyway, he seems to be involved in everything these days. Yeah, he, it's a, he's a little try-hard these days, and I need him to stop. <laughs> All of a sudden, you really are, like, taken to being in the center stage. Yeah, he is. I need you to pump the brakes. Got yeah, it. pump. Pump it. Pump it up. So anyways, it'll be interesting to see what happens with both of their careers. I feel like Johnny is going to rebound, and I think that we've probably seen the last of Amber Heard. Agree. It's what everybody's thinking. I know. We're all talking about it. Yeah. We're all talking about it. Um, you got some fave things, bro? Bro. I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Okay, get it out of the way. Holy shit. The two-hour Grey's Anatomy season finale. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, here's my issue here. I've done the Google searches. I know this isn't the series finale. Like, I know it's not over, but the way they did this made it seem an awful lot like Grey's Anatomy is fucking finished, and I don't love that. There were a lot of, like, flashbacks and montage and, like, just all this stuff at the end where they're showing all this, um, all these, like, clips from, you know, earlier seasons and and McDreamy and all this stuff, and it makes you feel like it's all ending and it's all over, and I don't... Love that, Grays, because if Grays is over, I can't go on. I need this show to go on until I die because I grew up with this show. I love this show. It's part of my life. And I am not thrilled about the way they ended the this episode with Nick Marsh storming out and Meredith just, go back to Minnesota. Go back. And she's crying, which obviously means she doesn't mean it. And Nick should have known better. And he should have been like, no, Meredith, I love you. I'm not leaving. If you're going to stay, I'm going to stay. That's what Nick should have done. And instead, he stood there like a fucking pussy because men are garbage. And turned around and walked out like a loser. And I don't love that, okay? Nick, I was really here for you. I was rooting for you. I was loving it. I was I was pro Nick and Meredith. And you, buddy, I don't know. You might have just ruined it for me. Mm. You know this is a TV show, right? It's part of my life, Wells. Yeah, obviously. I love it. And I was really, I was really, really pumped about Nick and Meredith. I really was. Did you? But true to, to, to all men everywhere's fashion, he fucking disappoints and just... Doesn't do the right thing. Just leaves. Just leaves. They all leave. You know, he did it. Turned around. Gone. Season over. And now I have to wait all six months. For the next six months, I have to just wait and just see 
If he does the right thing, and comes back. Do you, will this show go on forever? It better. Did you watch ER? Loved ER. Yeah, okay. I actually, <laughs> during the pandemic, when I was out of stuff to watch, I went back and started rewatching ER. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Because that's what Grey's Anatomy is, right? It's just like ER yeah, but, volume uh, two. God, great show, ER. Give it in. Gotta give that a ding. All right. Speaking of volume two, saw Top Gun Maverick. And? At the Chinese Theater. Oh, did you get invited to the premiere? No, I don't think so. But our buddy, Glenn Powell, is is in the film. He's Hangman. And so he texted, like, all of his friends and was like, hey, I'm trying to, like, have everyone buy tickets at the same show. So make sure you get your tickets at this theater on this day. So it wasn't like we walked a red carpet, but it was like all of his friends were there. And uh, he got up on stage, you know, beforehand, like, talked about it and everything. I'm going to say this. I think that this might be the first time in cinematic history that the sequel was better than the original. What? Yeah. And that's saying something because Top Gun is a phenomenal movie. I know. But this one is so good because there's more on the line now. Miles Teller plays Goose's Goose Goose's son. Love Miles. Goose's son has resentment to Tom Cruise's character Maverick because he was with his dad when his dad died. There's like stakes now. There's like more on the line. And then Maverick's relationship with Iceman is tough because Val Kilmer is like literally dying in the movie, but he's also like not doing well in real life. So there's like there's a little bit of that. And here's the other thing. The cameras have gotten so much fucking better. You know, well, like true. filming in these planes and all, all these flybys and all these all this stuff that they're doing. Like it's just mind-blowing how fucking awesome it is. Like it's so fun. D- fucking run, don't walk to the theater to see this thing. Like it is so good. To see it in IMAX. Miles Teller's great. Glenn Powell's great. Dude Say what you want about Tom Cruise and Scientology. He is awesome. He is so good in this. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner's in it. She's great. I absolutely loved it. Glenn's character. I didn't know what role he had in the movie. He's kind of he's kind of maverick. It's great. Go see it. Okay. It's fucking awesome. Wow. And as someone who's like taking pilots, you know, lessons. It, that's oh yeah, what, how's that going? Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Anyways, Top okay. Gun Maverick, dude, very good. All right. I'm assuming you have to go to a theater to see this. Yeah, for now. and and you should because because of all the flying video and sound and stuff. I think you need to see it that way. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But yeah, I loved it. Okay, great. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the fact that I spent the first half of my birthday at the fucking Apple Store, and mm-hmm. uh, when I left, my phone worked. Less than it did when I walked in. So I'm I'm not thrilled about that. Well, mine just decided to stop working, I'm assuming, because they're about to come out with a new phone and they want you. Here's what they want. Let me tell you what they want. Tell us what they want. They bug your fucking phone yeah. so that it stops working like three to four months before the new phone comes out yeah. so that everybody that has an upgrade will go and upgrade the phone to the like 13 so that they have to wait a whole nother year for the 14. Like, I swear to God, they plan it just like that. Like, I don't want to upgrade. I want to wait till September so that I can get the 14. So I can get the new phone. But they're going to make my phone crash. And they're going to refuse to give me a new one. Because you go in and they're like, run these diagnostics. And they're like, well, my iPad says your phone works fine. And I'm like, I'm telling you the phone doesn't work at 
all. And then they do well, like, all we can do is reboot it. And all we can do is like take all your shit off of it and erase it and then make it a new phone and put all your shit back on. But that means you're going to have to reload all your apps. And you're going to have to log into all your shit. And it's going to be a whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because it's going to be worth it if the phone will work. Well, guess what? The phone works less than it did before. And now they're going to force me to upgrade before my before September so that I'm going to miss out on this new phone and have to wait a whole nother year just to do this all over again. What is wrong with your phone? So many things. Okay. So the reason I took it in is because for three days straight, while well, I was horse showing, so it's not like I had a lot of free time, for three days straight, I would like wake up in the morning and take my phone off the charger. And it would like, if I started trying to use it, it would freeze. Mm turn off, turn back on and do the spinny thing and then finally turn back on and then I'd try to use it again, freeze, turn off, like just constant for like three hours. It would just not work. Like anytime I tried to do something, it would just freeze and reboot. And then after like three to four hours, it would miraculously start working again. Okay, but I need my phone in the morning. That's like what I need my phone the most, to like answer my emails, answer my texts, like all the things. So after the third day, I was like, fuck, I gotta go take care of this before I go to San Diego. Like I can't go to San Diego with no phone, you know? Take it in. They erase the whole thing. Takes hours. You know, had backed it up, erased it, rebooted it, did this shit, updated the software, whatever they did. And then I left with a phone that basically had nothing on it. So I left that day with like none of my apps on the phone. Couldn't use Instagram. I know, I know, and all, all this stuff. And it was my birthday, and so like, I feel like I'd missed a bunch of texts, like birthday text. And it was horrible. And then so and then you have to be on Wi-Fi for all this stuff to go back on your phone. Okay, well, I'm not on Wi-Fi. I have to go to the horse show for the whole day. So the whole day, my phone just wasn't working. And then I get home that night where I get home to my house and I'm back on the Wi-Fi. Guess what? App's still not uploading. Didn't upload for two whole days. So then I basically had a phone I couldn't use for two days. So now it's doing weird things like if I call you on the phone, apparently I sound like a robot on the other end. Mm. I'm like, well, and I've restarted it. I've rebooted it. I don't know what to do. So I sound like a robot. Instagram. I know, I know, not that important, kind of is to me. When you go to take a story, you take like, if you like take one photo, it takes that photo and then you put save as draft. And then when you open it back up to like take another photo, it just fucking spins. And then you have to shut down Instagram. Okay, that's really inconvenient when you're trying to take pictures in the story so that you can use the filter, but you need like 12 to get one decent photo. I don't want to have to reboot the app every single time. It's just a nightmare. And that's just two examples of what's going on with the phone. It's just not working. It's freezing. None of my apps work right. No one can hear me when I call. It's a disaster. Time to go to an Android. Also, uh-huh. I, they murdered my battery. The battery uh-huh. was like not the best, but fine when I took it in. And now all of a sudden it literally dies by 10 a.m. Jeez, like I have geez. to charge the phone like five times a day. Wow. So that's my rant about Apple and they suck. I liked it. Yeah. Freaking Apple conspiracy. Okay. Well, in all that time, I've since Netflix isn't on my phone anymore, I had to Google. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not new. This has been out for a minute, and it's been in my queue of, like, downloaded stuff to watch on the plane. Did you ever watch The Weekend Away on Netflix with Leighton Meester? I don't think so. Okay, it's like when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this doesn't look very good. It kind of seems predictable or whatever. But, you know, easy plane watch. It was an hour and a half long. And I do love Leighton Meester. The story of, like, her and her best friend go on a girl's trip to Croatia. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But someone dies, and there's a whole investigation, and who done it? I don't know. Shady boyfriends, shady husbands, you know. A weekend getaway to Croatia that goes awry when a woman is accused of killing her best friend. She attempts to clear her name and uncover the truth. Her efforts unearth a painful secret. The weekend away. <laughs> so it's not like an edge of your seat kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's not good but it was a good watch like i i enjoyed it i thought leighton did a good job i really really like 
the fact that she like even though she's on a movie set like it looks like she's not wearing any makeup and she looks beautiful like I love that she's very minimal minimalistic and she's just gorgeous I just really liked her a lot Blair yes Blair I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about Stranger Things I haven't started it what it just came out I yes I know but it's Stranger Things (laughs) what you've already finished it no we're close baby (laughs) we are very close oh my god I can't believe you haven't... Okay, yeah, I, don't... Okay. Don't ruin anything. I won't. That's hard to do. I mean... <laughs> dang it. Like, is it as good as the other se- as the other seasons? Um, I don't know. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm not sure how I feel about it. But I have a new theory about Stranger Things. Okay. Don't ruin anything. I'm not going to ruin anything. Okay, so you know how in, like, Jumanji, you start playing the game... And then the game becomes real. Mm-hmm. I now wonder if all of this is just their D&D game. Could be. You know, the first episode, the main bad guy is the Demogorgon, which is the mm-hmm. name that they have in the D&D game that they're all fighting against. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that game. And then in this one, same thing. There's a new... D&D campaign and the new bad guy is who the main bad guy is in the D&D game and I'm wondering if oh. this all is just like in their minds like none of this really happened it's just like what the D&D game actually looks like through their eyes while they're playing it's a good theory yeah uh it's great is this the last season are they done after this I think so but I don't really know I was feeling like the answer is yes to that it's tough because Eleven's lost her powers. There is a new character who oh. is, I love him. He is oh. so great. Hopper is like stuck in Russia. He's not dead. And Joyce thinks he's still alive. And Steve is still the greatest character that's ever been written for a television show like I love Steve so much he is just the best I want nothing but success for Joe Keery in life (laughs) all right he's so good (laughs) anyways yeah it's just it's great like it's everything you love about Stranger Things it's stylized in this kind of 80s nostalgia the acting's great and you don't really know where it's going and it's one of those things of like in this in in this season you find out that the upside down has been around for a lot longer than a lot of people think so you know i think the thought was was that like the scientists created the upside down and uh the truth of the matter is, is it's it's looking like the upside down existed and the scientists just kind of stumbled upon it and were able to like open up that rift or whatever. That makes sense. Um so yeah, anyways, it's great. It's it's lovely. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm wondering if this is all just a figment of everyone's imagination and this is just what the D and D game looks like. It's a good theory. I like it. And honestly, if that's not the thing, then that maybe that should have been the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is not going to be something that you're into, I don't think, but, and maybe a lot of, no, I think that a lot of Wife Tears will will appreciate it. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. Yeah. 
I mean, I only watched the first two episodes, but uh, it's fantastic. You and McGregor, bro, do you age? What's <laughs> happening? Are you and Paul Rudd just like drinking unicorn semen and like that's how you're able to stay alive like this? You look exactly the same. Hayden Christensen, he's back, baby. Lo- love him. He's been away from Hollywood for like 17 years. I know. And the only thing to bring him back was the dark side. <laughs> Classic. Moses Ingram plays um, Inquisitor Riva in this. She is fantastic. Rupert Friend is very good as the Grand Inquisitor. So, like, in this world, it's right after Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, defeats Anakin Skywalker. He thinks he's dead. And Padme's uh, twins, Leia and Luke, have been, like, separated, right? So it's that time in between from, like, episode four to A New Hope. During this time, the dark side has these things called Inquisitors, which is kind of like Nazi Gestapo, you know, like they're going around just trying to find Jedis just to like murder them. This Inquisitor, played by Moses Ingram, Reva, is looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi, like wants to fucking kill him. But I have a theory about Reva, all right? I okay. think. So there was that, you know, that how kind of episode three ends is Anakin goes and he kills all the the Padawan, Padawan Jedis, you know, in the school. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. I think that Reva was one of those little girls, okay? And she is a double agent pretending to be the dark side, but really she is uh, on the good, on the light side, and she's trying to go through and fuck everyone up because she does kill the Grand Inquisitor. Or at least we think she kills him. I got a feeling that you're not, you're not bringing Rupert Friend in for like one episode. Like, come on, guys. And also in the cartoon, he lives much longer past this this point so and obviously we know that they can rebuild them a la Darth Vader so but uh yeah that's my theory is that really uh Reva is is good pretending to be dark anyways Obi-Wan Kenobi this is and this is also how I want these things to be I don't want it just to be three movies you can do this forever and that's what Disney's figuring out is we can make movies. They'll just be 20 hours long and everyone will binge it. So anyways. True. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Great stuff. God. Yeah. There is another thing on HBO Max called Tokyo Vice. Oh, I tried to watch this. What happened? Uh, the subtitles are hard for me. But, but only- I turned it on because Ansel Elgort and HBO Max, like, it's two pretty great things. And, yeah, the subtitles are hard. But it's only a little bit of subtitles, and then sometimes it's not subtitles. Yeah, it's... Um, I feel right. like you really have to pay attention to this show. Yeah, okay. Um, it's hard, hard for me. I'm sorry. You know, for someone who makes fun of me for not reading but listening to books, <laughs> you really don't like reading. What do you mean? I read a book on the way home today, or yesterday. Well, yeah, I know, but you don't like reading subtitles. Oh, no, I don't like reading subtitles. Yeah. Because if I'm reading a subtitle, I'm not watching the actors. And I want to watch the actors. It's the whole point of watching a show. Yeah. Anyways, back to Tokyo Vice. Um, here's the tag. A Western journalist working for a publication in Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses, Tokyo Vice. It's, uh, how do you say his name? Ansel. Ansel Elgort. Ansel Ansel Elgort. That Ansel is so hot right now. He's Ansel, so cute. Ansel Elgort K. 
Ken Watanabe, who has been in like everything. Um, like Last Samurai, Inception, Godzilla. He's great. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's all about Jake Adelstein, Ansel Elgort, living in Tokyo, and he is a journalist, and he's also like teaching English. He kind of stumbles upon this crime ring in Tokyo and gets all wrapped up in it, and it's fantastic. Check it out. If you can read How subtitles. many episodes in are you? I'm only like two episodes in. Okay. But I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I it. mean... The show looks, I mean, I turned it on because I was like, ooh, this looks great. And I knew there was going to be some subtitles, and I really gave it a shot, but maybe I'll give it another shot. Give it a shot. Maybe I'll give it one more. I do love Ansel. Do you want to make out with him? Yeah, he's so cute. I've seen him in person. He's adorable. Yeah? Yeah. Way too young for me, but hot. You know, I think you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's not too young for you. Oh. You're entering. Straddle, in- straddling the line. Yeah. You're entering into the bougie phase of your life. You can. I'm entering into the cougar phase of my life, is what it's sounding like. <laughs> I think you're pre-coug. Your mom's coug. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Tish is looking fire these days. Yeah, it's nothing we don't know. <laughs> oh, last thing. I finished the circle. Oh. Hashtag circle friends. If you haven't finished the circle, I'm about to ruin some. I'm about to spoiler some shit. Okay. Called it. Frank, uh, of course you won. You're so pleasant and wonderful. And it went back, I think last year, yeah, last year um, or last season, someone pretending to be like a single father won a catfish. And I hated that because what I loved about the first season when um, Broy Joey won was that it was people being themselves, being, like, kind that won the money. And then I didn't like that someone kind of used, like, this, like, sympathy, like, I'm a single dad thing to win. I didn't like it. And it's now returned back to if you're just a good person, regardless of how you look, you can still create, like, really wonderful relationships and win that show. And it shows that being you is enough. And that's – I like that's, like, the underlying theme there. And I love Frank. He, the guy's a star. And I'm really happy he won. Okay? And that's all I have to say about that. Cute. Yeah. Super cute. When does The Bachelorette premiere? I think July something or other. Uh, a whole nother month? Dude, I'm just telling you, this is going to be... And I don't have any inside information other than, like, talking to people on the inside, so never mind. But um, <clears throat> it's going to be the messiest fucking thing in the world. Of course it is, which is going to be great. It, yeah, it's, it's either going to be great or it's just going to be really, really fragmented. Like yeah. kind of all over the place just because it's so many storylines that you're having to probably tell at the same time. Like that's what's it's easy when you, it's just the bats or the bachelorette's linear. Like it's just her, the bachelorette with the one guy, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be two women dating all the same people. This is what I hope doesn't happen. I hope that the show doesn't pit the girls against one another. I know. Which I think they're it's it's an inevitability, unfortunately. I was kind of thinking that too. I mean, like I feel like it's impossible. Yeah. To not be dating the same guys and like yeah. not have some drama. Yeah. And and I, what I assume is going to happen is there's gonna be one guy that they both like, right? Mm-hmm. 
And there might be multiple of those people, but I, I assume there's going to be one guy that they both are into, and it's going to be like he's the bachelor. You know, like he, right. he's calling the shots on it, and that takes away from the like girl power of what the bachelorette is. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. Yeah. And so I don't love that idea, but we'll see how it goes. You know? We'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I heard I, I I heard they like filmed the entire thing on a cruise. Huh? I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what that's what like I saw like on Reality Steve or whatnot. And that, that sounds terrible. That sounds like my fucking nightmare right there. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Have you ever been on a cruise? Yeah, it's terrible. It's I went on one. I'll never go on another one. Don't do it ever. No, you're the stuck worst. there. Oh yeah, you can't leave. No. Well, you can, I guess, when you go to port. But yeah, no, thank you. Mm 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 mm. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. We're stuck on the fucking carnival cruise filming this TV show? <laughs> I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Uh, I got a tweet that was sent out to me uh, this morning. That is one of my favorite things. And oh, it's from Mark Grossman at Mark Grossman 1. He says, at Wells Adams, hey, Wells, kind of random, but as the owner of eight comedy clubs, have you ever considered performing? If you had even if you had even a 30-minute set, I could probably book you in 30 to 40 clubs around the country. What? Holy shit. Mark what? Grossman, you randy Is he uh, mix. listening to, to, to the right Wells Adams? Yeah. Does he have the right Wells Adams? I don't know. Have, have I made it? <laughs> Mom, I did it? Like... Do you think I could be a stand-up? No, I don't. Which is why I think he's confused. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do you think there's like, is there like an Adam Wells that's performing stand-up and like uh, has to be Chuckle Hut and Tulsa that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Are you gonna respond? I don't. I gotta think about this, Mark. You know, <laughs> maybe you need to start writing like a like a thirty-minute bit. You know, that seems hard. I, I need to get to the bottom of why he thinks that I can do this. Like, do you think he listens to the podcast? And he's like, well, he's got some funny bits. If he just kind of put that all together, like maybe we could do something here or like. I don't know. Pretty exciting, though. <laughs> did you like Google this guy and see if he's legit? Or did you just like read the tweet and run with it? I just, well, I read his bio says owner Helium Comedy Club in Philly, Portland, Buffalo, St. Louis. In Jesus, he owns a lot of these. Okay. It's got to be real. <laughs> Because no one on Twitter's oh, it's got a ever catfished. what we any. see on Twitter. Never. Why would you? That doesn't seem Crazy. fun. Yeah. Well, we'd love that for you. If you're here at the what is this thing? The what's the comedy club here? The Zanies. If you're here, Zanies, I'll come watch. Yeah. Or maybe we just do a tour, and then I do like, I I like open up the show. You know. That'd be, that'd be I, great. I grease the audience a little bit. Yeah. Have I ever told you that mo- one of my dreams was to be? Have you ever been to a, like a live taping of like the Ellen Show or something? Oh. Yeah, we used to have one. Um, we used to have somebody that did this on the Hannah Montana set. Yeah, there's a guy that comes out and he like gets mm-hmm. the the audience like excited, and yep. I was like, and I he want- like hosts the whole taping. Yeah, and I, w- I was like, I want that job. That would be so much fun. You get yeah. to like get everyone all jazzed up, but there's like no real skin in the game because you're not really on TV, you know? Uh huh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, I feel like you could do that if you wanted. I think I could too. I just, I don't know who to ask. I need yeah. Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, can I? I feel like maybe I need to start a little lower. Like, um, like, does Rachel Ray have a show? Maybe like the you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do they even do live audience tapings anymore? Kelly, I need to work my way up. Like Rachel Ray, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, you there know, you go. And then yeah, then then I'll get to Ellen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got. I got to. I got to pay my dues. I got to put in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading a book right now that's really good, but I don't. I'm not quite sure I can talk about it yet because <laughs> your girl got the like copy before it came out to the Gen Pop. And, is this, is this uh, Colleen Hoover? No, it's not. Oh. It's um, it's my girl that I love. Her name's uh, Jennifer Hillier. Yeah, yeah, okay. She did Jar of Hearts and yeah. Little Secrets, two phenomenal books. If you haven't read those two, highly recommend. Uh, and she's got a new book coming out called Things We Do in the Dark. And I'm about two-thirds of the way through. It's very good. Uh, I know it's coming out in like a month or so. So once I've finished it and it's closer to the release date, I will uh, recap it for you guys. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I got to see like uh, the first screening of my new show, Best in Dough. Ooh, and? Love it. I mean, I know this is like a very, very early tease, but it's so fun. I cannot wait for you guys to see this show. It's so fun and funny and positive and cute and really well done. Not like on my part, but like on the production side. So I'm very excited about that. Cool. Yeah. Do, we, do we have any idea when this comes out? I think it's going to come out in September. It'll. I oh, honestly think yeah. both of these fucking TV shows are coming out the exact same time. I think BID and BIP will be coming out uh, at the same time. Cute. I mean, it would be nice if we could like spread it out a little bit so like I could promote one well. and promote the other. But I guess, what are you going to do? I listened to Harry's House. Yeah. The new record. And? Very good. It it's, is good. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is an indie record. Sorry to say that. Oh, yeah. It is. Okay, so speaking of Harry Styles, this is <laughs> this is a review from Lindsay and on May 4th. Five stars. Thanks. Subject line, come on, guys, do your research. A lot of times you guys just talk about things you don't know anything about. Yeah, no shit. It's a fucking podcast. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Lindsay? That's all we do. <laughs> That's the basis of this entire thing, lady. Uh, she goes on to say, Olivia met Olivia and Harry met on the set of a movie she's promoting, so she didn't hire her boyfriend. Also, just seems Brandy wants to put in the least amount of effort and joking about not caring or putting in any effort. It's getting old. Okay, Lindsay. Literally, the idea of this show is that we don't fucking have any idea what's going on. I'm sorry. I don't need to. I don't want to do. Harry Styles research, all right? I just want to talk about what I think's happening and be completely wrong. I think it's funny that people think we take this, we should take this more seriously than we do. <laughs> this is like a true prime, crime podcast where we're going to like solve something, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. I've been offered true crime podcasts and I don't do them because yeah. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, I did know, I did know that Harry and Olivia are doing a movie together. <laughs> So, well, I'm glad you did your research. Um, I, well, yeah, I mean, everyone, that's pretty common knowledge. Um, but you know, I, you know, she's assuming that I didn't know that, and you know what assuming does? Mm, it makes an ass out of you and me. Yep. My dad taught me that when I was very young. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. If we had said all of that, the joke wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, it's all about the joke. It's yeah. all about the joke. It's a setup for the joke. Yeah. And I saw someone else was like, why are you bashing on Harry? Like, it's he's allowed to do other genres of music. Yeah, of course. But I at least get to have an opinion about it. And I love it. It was one of my favorite things. Like, you don't get to be angry at me for having an opinion about something that I loved. And of course yeah. I loved it. I'm an indie guy. Anyways, it's very good, I must say. It is, yeah. It's great. 
Calvin Harris has a song out with Dua Lipa. That's good. I love Calvin. He's kind of been MIA. Sprinkle with a little bit of sex and it's a potion. Yeah. Late night parties again. Mental stimulation. Sprinkle with a little bit of sex. Feel and it's a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I've been catching love off a bat. Running from your love, that's what this track for. Fucking every bitch and never tell them no. I'm wishing be that black and white Oreo. I've been catching love off a bat. Your love is what this track for Buying niggas bitches from the corner store though. Why you wanna do that? I don't need All like LeBron James in the finals We 1400 just like a minor On yelling freebie meets with designers 15 main hoes cause I'm undecided Yeah like that. that sounds like Calvin Yeah, that's good stuff <laughs> I can't wait for Miley's newest music to come out Have you heard it? Oh yeah, I've been hearing some demos So good Good stuff? Yeah Alright Can't wait all right. Um, I feel like I feel like we did it. Did we do it? I think we did it. Okay. Yeah. Can you believe it's gonna be June tomorrow? Actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it is June. I know. It's so disappointing how quickly time flies. Why does it do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I need time to chill the fuck out. All right. The vibes aren't For right real. with you, time. It's flying. It's flying. What are you looking forward to the most in the next couple months? Well, I'm going on a little girls trip vacay with my mom and sisters um, next month or this month, I guess now it is. So obviously I can't disclose where yet, but I'm very excited about spending some quality time with my fam bam. Nice. Yeah. Jealous. Well, you're going to Mexico, so... Going to Mexico, looking forward to that. Uh, Then like really looking forward to my bachelor party. And then oh. the wedding, and then the honeymoon, and mm. then uh, that's as far as I can think. That's. I mean, that's a lot, that's, dude. This <laughs> this year is kicking my dick in the dirt. Remember, dick in the dirt. Ew. Oh, who could forget? Dick in the dirt. Who could forget? All right. Um. Well, I miss you. Miss ya. Boy of tears. We love ya. Love you so much, guys. And hey, Mark, uh, we're going to work on a 30-minute set for you, buddy. All right? Oh, he's going to regret that tweet. Yes. They're going to make no money. It'd be great. <laughs> By the way, this is the new one from Delta Spirit. Uh, pick me up. Thought we'd go out on it. Bye, guys. Bye. Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.